We say a one for the trouble, two for the time. Uh, come on, y'all, let's... Now it's time for the morning coffee with my daddy, the motivator, Jazzy G, on Power Me Up Radio for 24-7. It's Workout Wednesday with the motivator, Jazzy G. Good morning, good morning, my soul motivators. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Morning Coffee with yours truly, the motivator, Jazzy J. There on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7, the station with heart on iHeart. And today, beloveds, is Working Out Wednesday. That's right, soul motivators. It's working out Wednesday. You know what that means, so motivated. I mean, get up, get out, do what you gotta do to make it happen for yourself. That's right. It's no more getting over the hump. I'm gonna say it to you one more time. Not matter of fact, I'm gonna say it to you one more again. It's no more getting over the hump. It's all about working it out, so motivated. And that's what we're gonna do today. We're gonna work it out. Hey, I got such a treat for you today. Hey, y'all know I came, I came with the funk yesterday. Hey, when I had Dan Pena, I played his excerpt yesterday, man. About hey, what would you do if you weren't afraid, man? I'm telling you, hey, today, oh, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play today for you, Jordan Peterson. And if you don't know Jordan Peterson, I want you to look him up. I know you heard his excerpts before, you know, in the montage. I play, you know, I play these people in the montage and everything like that. And you, and some of the people you know, some of the people you don't know. And he's maybe one of them that you may not know, but you're familiar. And I mean, a hey, Jordan Peterson, he come with the funk. He brings it. He don't hold nothing back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Different is between him and Dan. Dan had that language. I had to do some like cutting out with Dan with the language and stuff like that. But with, with Jordan, he don't have that strong language, but he comes with strong intent. You know, he comes with the real of the real. <laughs> he don't hold nothing back. And what I want to talk to you today about just that, keeping it real. Keeping it real. And I want you to I want you to be honest with yourself today, beloved. We want to be honest today. Because I tell you all week long, it's about your what? What would you do? What what would you be? What do you want to be? It's all about your what. You know what I'm saying? So last week was the who, now it's the what. What would you do for yourself? What what are you gonna do about your life? It's all about the what this week. And we gotta put those verbs into action, I mean those action words in, 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 into play there's no more playing around we're in the last quarter here it's time to, I mean like, hey it's the last quarter, it, it, it's time to, to, to make all plays count alright, it, it, it's, it's you're on the field, you're on the court you're on the diamond, it's, there's no more playing around, this is it this is it beloveds and that's why I'm coming so strong and I'm going to keep coming strong each and every week because I got to I got to in this brand new month because again we're, we'll hold back a little bit because you know holiday time coming up and families coming around and things like that it's good to be in a good head space yes because you know family can be trying <laughs> 
Family can be trying. I know I come from a big family, man. There's a whole lot of different personalities. Family can be trying. And, and you know, my sister and I are now the, 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 the matriarchs and the patriarch of our family now. It's crazy. I'm like, yo. <laughs> my sister Yvonne and I, we are now the patriarchs and matriarchs of the family now. And it's, and it's you know, it's we have one aunt. You know what I'm saying? She's elderly and everything like that. But, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my Aunt Laura. Love you. But again, we're the ones that got to run the family now. And 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 it's a lot on us. But at the same time, even though your family with a lot of personalities, you still have to do what you got to do to make things happen. Am I speaking the truth right now? You know I am, beloveds. You know I am. So I want you to get in gear. That's why all week long, it's been strong. And the language has been strong because you have to move strong. I want to encourage you at the same time. But I got to come. I got to come with the strongness. I got to come, you know, I I, got to come with what they they call uh, tough love. I got to come with the tough love today. And I, I wouldn't be the interventions that I am if I didn't come with the tough love. You know, I told you before, you know, my specialty when I started as an interventionist, my specialty was helping people to stop smoking. That was like, you know, drug addiction and, 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 and you know, all kinds of addiction. It may have been uh, drug addiction, alcohol, uh, smoking, gambling. That was my specialty when I started out. OK, and that's what because anyone that read my book, Facts of Life, Faith, Action, Change, Truth, the Service, you know that, you know, my family you know, battle with addiction. And, you know, I'm, I'm a person that, you know, when it comes to drugs and alcohol, smoking, I never did any of those things. I watched my siblings battle with those things and I promised myself I would never do those things. But I, you know, I, I said, I'm gonna dedicate my life to help those, you know, that need that kind of help. And I understood it. And I kept on, you know, that calling that, that was kept calling, calling at me, calling at me. You know, they're saying that, hey, man, this is what you need to do. You know, and I, and I thought, you know, going the ministry route was the route to go because I thought that's where the calling was. But, you know, God was like, no, nah, that, you don't have to be on nobody's pulpit. You don't have to do that. I got you. And, and when I was introduced to being an interventionist, you know, being that consultant of, of, of being an interventionist and that opportunity came, I jumped on it, you know. And even then, I didn't know exactly what to do right away. But I... I had to turn, turn it up, you know what I'm saying, and really, you know, be a beast about it, you know what I'm saying, I really had to be a beast about it and go about it in that, in that manner, now everyone doesn't like that, everybody doesn't like that style, I, I even have friends that don't like that, and have told me that, you know, they, you know what I'm saying, they, they've told me that, and at first I, I felt bad, and I was like, well, maybe I need to change up. Maybe I need to change my style. Maybe I need, you know, and, and all those things was going through my head. And I was, you know, wavering back and forth, wavering back and forth, man. And then God said to me, no, man, I got you. And you know who helped me to really understand that was Dr. Miles Monroe. And he had said things to me before he passed away that really, because he was there for me a lot. Dr. Miles Monroe he was there for me at times, man, when I lost my mother, and I would talk to him constantly. And, you know, he was there. I was part of his, his leadership movement and everything. I was one of his students. 
and he really helped me to really see. Um, y'all know I, I talk about the the five animals that I I look at as being part of me. You know, it's the lion, the wolf, the 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 uh, the polar bear, uh, the, the eagle, and, and the dolphin. And I chose those animals because I had a session with Dr. Miles Moreau, and he actually had me do that. He actually, you know, saying had me picture that say, if you could be any animal, what would you be and why and all that stuff. So we went through the whole scope and everything. We went through the whole thing, and I came up with those five. I came with the lion, the lion because he's the king in the jungle. He has no, he has no, uh, no predators. He has no natural predators. He can go into any any pathway and, and without fear. You know, said I, ch- I chose the eagle because the eagle is the king of the sky, and he he flies alone, but he can he can sit with you know if you, you look at you go to Canada and you see eagles together, they sit together and they 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 right with each other, but they fly alone. You know, what I'm saying and he has such a, a insight and in hindsight uh, of what he does in the air, and he even reinvent himself at the age of forty. That's what the, the eagle does, and I chose the polar bear because the polar bear. Uh, walks in the path of the exact footprint of his mate when he's looking for his mate he he walks an exact same uh footprint not the not the trail but the exact same footprint so he can get there accurately and fast you know what i'm saying without without any uh mistakes being done you know what i'm saying the the other one was the wolf because the wolf um unlike the lion the lion leads from the front with his pride and the wolf leads from the back and the, and the wolf is, is the leader of his pack But he, he leads from the back And he's loyal And that's why I chose the wolf And also I chose the dolphin Because the dolphin as a mammal of the sea He is, you know what I'm saying He has companion He has uh, compassion The dolphin is very compassionate You know what I'm saying Because he's a mammal of the sea And I, I chose him because of his compassion And those are the five animals that I've chosen You know what I'm saying And, 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 and again, I'm going to play Uh Jordan Peterson right now and he's gonna bring that out and you he's gonna tell you why <laughs> why <laughs> you have to be powerful and strong beloved all right so without further ado I want to play for you Jordan Peterson here on power me up radio talk 24/7 the station with heart on iHeart you should be a monster you know because everyone says well you should be harmless virtuous you shouldn't do anyone any harm you should sheath your competitive instinct you shouldn't try to win you know you you don't want to be too aggressive you don't want to be too assertive you want to take a back seat and all of that wrong you should be a monster an absolute monster and then you should learn how to control it if you put yourself in a new situation then new genes code for new proteins and build new neural structures and new nervous system structures same thing happens to some degree when you work out right because your your muscles are responding to the load but your nervous system does that too so you imagine that there's a lot of potential you locked in your genetic code and then if you put yourself in a new situation then then the stress that's the situational stress that's produced by that particular situation unlocks those genes and then builds new parts of you. So that's very cool because who knows how much there is locked inside of you. The best men that I've ever met are very dangerous men. You don't mess with them. A harmless man is not a good man. A good man is a very, very dangerous man who has that under voluntary control. Women don't even like harmless men. They hate them. They like to claw them apart. You know, 
what, what women want are dangerous men who are civilized. And they want to help civilize them. Right? That's beauty and the beast. You're harmless, you're not virtuous. You're just harmless. You're like a rabbit. A rabbit isn't virtuous. It's just, it just can't do anything except get eaten. It's not virtuous. If you're a monster and you don't act monstrously, then you're virtuous. But you also have to be a monster. Well, you see this all the time. Harry Potter's like that too. It's like he's, he's flawed, he's hurt, he's got evil in him. He can talk to snakes, man. He breaks rules all the time. All the time. He's not obedient at all. But, you know, he has a good reason for breaking the rules. And, it, and if he couldn't break the rules, him and his little clique of rule-breaking, you know, troublemakers, if they didn't break the rules, they wouldn't attain the highest goal. So it's very peculiar, but it's, it's very, very, it's a very, 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 very common mythological notion. You know, the hero has to be, the hero has to be a monster, but a controlled monster. Batman is like that, you know? I mean, it's, it's everywhere. It's, it's, you know, in, again, in the Harry Potter stories, you see he's touched by evil, right? He, he actually has a soul fragment that's embedded within him that's as black as anything can possibly be. That's why he can talk to snakes. But without that, he wouldn't be able to have any victory. And that's exactly right psychologically. Unless you can think the way that an evil person thinks, then you're defenseless against them because they'll go places you can't imagine and then they win. And so the best men I've met, it was interesting even when I was in junior high and high school because most of my friends dropped out, you know, by the time they were grade 10, thereabouts. And a lot of them were guys who developed physically. They're pretty powerful and they're just damn sick of putting up their hand to go to the bathroom. It's like, you know, they're not doing that anymore. One of my friends got kicked out when he sort of challenged the gym teacher, you know, physically. And the gym teacher, he could do an iron cross. He was a tough guy. And so it was no trivial matter for my friend to stand up to him, but he got expelled anyways. But, you know, I noticed that it wasn't, it, it was often the kids whose character I admired that either quit or got expelled. And they were the tougher guys who were just sick and tired of following rules that didn't take into account their character and then they'd go off and work in the oil rigs or whatever and you could do that in Alberta at that time that was really hard work you know so it wasn't like they were necessarily taking the easy path but like a harmless man is not a good man a good man is a very very dangerous man who has that under voluntary control like one of the central female stories let's say um if the hero archetype is the central male story there are variants of hero archetypes that are relevant to women and one of them is beauty and the beast and you know beauty isn't interested in the guy who isn't the beast she's interested in the guy who's the beast and that's exactly right but he, she's interested in the guy who's the beast that can be civilized and disciplined there's no safe places and the next issue is do you really want a safe place is that what you want? You want to be so weak that you want to be protected from threat. What the hell kind of life is that? You're a paralyzed rabbit in a hole. That's no new life for a human being. You should be confronting danger and the unknown and malevolence because, and the reason for that too is, this is the weird paradox. This is, and I believe this is the paradox, first of all, that was discovered in part by Buddha, but also laid forth very clearly in Christianity, which is that the, the solution to the problem of tragedy and malevolence is the willingness to face them. Now, who the hell would ever guess that? It's a completely paradoxical, it's a completely paradoxical suggestion. 
is that, well, why does it work? Well, because the more you confront the two of them, the more you grow. And maybe you can grow so that you're actually larger than the chaos and malevolence itself. And you think, well, what's the evidence for that? And that's easy. That's what people do. That is how we learn. Like every time you expose your child to something new, a playground, what are they exposed to? Chaos and malevolence. Now, there's more to it than that, obviously, because kids play and they, you know, they promote each other and they form friendships and all of that. But in the playground itself, there is the complexity of the social structure and the malevolence of the bully. It's right there. And the, you throw your kid in there and you say, adapt, and they do. Okay, so they can do it at a, a small scale. It's not trivial. The, the playground's a complicated place. The kid can adapt. Well, how much can you scale that up? Can you scale that up to, from the chaos and order and malevolence of the playground to chaos and order and malevolence itself? Well, that's the question. Well, I don't think there's any reason to answer that in the negative. So, because we don't know the full extent of a human being. And it is the problem that's worked out. So, in the Buddha story, for example, what happens after, so Buddha's world collapses in the same way that Adam and Eve's world collapses. It's a consequence of repetitive exposure to mortality and death. What happens to Buddha is he realizes that the little protected city that his father made for him, the walled garden, it's exactly the same motif that's in this Adam and Eve story, it's fatally flawed. That kind of protection cannot exist, and he, he discovers that in pieces, right? Which is exactly what happens to children, is that they go out, they discover a limit, they run back. And the parents can help them with the limit. They run out, they discover a limit, they run back. But some, at some point, they run out, they discover a limit, they run back, and the parents have nothing to say to them because they've hit the same limit that the parents hit. Which is like, well, what are you gonna do with your life? How are, you going to, how are you gonna operate in this archetypal universe? Well, your parents can only say, well, they can say you identify with the proper archetypal figures. They do that, they at least act that out for you, but at some point, it's a problem that they cannot solve for you without making you weaker. It's the morning coffee with your morning man, the motivator Jazzy G. <laughs> Beloveds, beloveds, where you're picking up, where Jordan Peterson was putting down. <laughs> That's all I want to know, where you're picking up what he was putting down. Now, if you think Dan came a little hard yesterday, <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> what Jordan was <laughs> saying was like, hey, he said you got to be a monster. <laughs> got to be a monster. What is he talking about? But were you listening? Were you listening closely what he was saying about that? You have to be that controlled monster. You understand? Beloveds, all week long, we're going to deal with the what in you. What it is about you. Where's that what in you? Want to bring it out in you. Want to bring it out in you. That monster in you. And see, a lot of times we think of monsters with, oh, that's a bad. Monsters are bad. Monsters are bad. But like he said, controlled monsters. Let me tell you something, beloveds. We all grew up with favorite monsters. You know that, right? You know that, right? Everybody that's listening to me right now, you have your favorite monster. And you know where that monster lived? That monster lived in a place called Sesame Street. You remember that? You remember that they were called monsters. See, the day we call them puppets or whatever, you know, uh, uh, 
uh, Muppet puppets All that stuff We use that language today But back in the day What did they What did they call them What did they call them Monsters You know what my favorite one was Cookie Monster Cause I love cookies I love cookies Cookie Monster was my favorite Okay Now my family called me Oscar the Grouch Because that was You know Like I said to you before You become What people Put on you And I was a I was an angry kid I was a grumpy kid I was a You know what I'm saying I was always grouchy So I had those names I mean every nickname I had in my family Had something to do with me being Grouchy Grumpy Mean Something I, I had those names And even today My family still Call me <laughs> At certain times They call me Gargamel That's the one that stuck the most Alright Now even though I don't really Care for those names Because I try to be a different person but sometimes, you know, the Gargamel comes out in me. But I have to control Gargamel. I had to learn how to control him. I did. But I had to be that Gargamel. I had to take on challenges. I had to take on life. Okay? I accept Gargamel in a way, in a positive way. Before that, it was in a negative way. I would be negative about things and grumpy and grouchy about things. Always had those names. All right? But then I had to learn how to control it. Once I learned how to control that monster in then I, then I learned to accept who I am in, in the better. If I'm going to be my own hero, and I told you yesterday, be your own hero. You have to be your own hero. Because if you're not your own hero, what's going to happen is you're going to keep looking to something else and someone else. That's how you get uh, uh, caught up in addiction also. Because addiction is just simply this, beloveds. It's the perception of feeling, doing, and believing. That's all addiction is. It's the perception of feeling, doing, and believing. And anything that you you uh, that you believe that well, in that sense, just believing or feeling or doing is the perception of. So, whenever, anytime you're trying to meet your needs, you're gonna try to meet your needs with these perceptions, these false percep- perceptions of. Feeling, doing, and believing that this is gonna make me feel good. This is gonna make me do better. This is gonna make and, and people say things like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I remember my uncle years ago. He was like, you know, he smoked a lot of weed. <laughs> you know, my uncle went on. You know, may peace be upon him. But he was like, yeah, man, uh, yeah, I, I, I drive better when I when I smoke weed. And that's what he actually said. <laughs> and there's people out there right now saying that same thing. Yeah, I, I drive better when I smoke weed. You kidding me? You kidding me? But for real, this is what this what happens to us. It's the perception. And I'm not trying to knock anybody to smoke weed. Don't don't get all caught up in your feelings. I'm just saying. I'm just using that as an example. Okay? But again, we get we get caught up in that. We get caught up in the perception. Alright? One of the things that I do as an intervention to help people when it comes to their addiction is 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 break that. Break that whole spirit. Of, of thinking that that believe in doing and 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 that believe in doing and and and, and uh you know that that's that's you or that's that's you know all you got to go on nah man feeling doing and believing because it makes me feel good you know I, I do it because it makes me feel good I I can you know and I, I believe that and once you break all that when you break that. You break all those those myths about you and, and, and your upbringing and your family. You know what I'm saying? Once those things are broken, and, and you have to break them, 
know what I'm saying? And, and really, really what it is, and I say break, I use the term break, but in, in, in reality, in, in, in my profession, it's the word shift. Because you can't break a habit, you know what I'm saying? Addictions are not cured, they're shift. And that, that's just honesty about that. But again, when when it when it comes to what Jordan was saying about you know becoming that controlled monster, you know you you have to become that in order to really conquer the things that you truly want to conquer in life. Because one of the things that he pointed out, listen to me, beloveds. One of the things that he pointed out, he said when you're going against an opponent, or or, or not just an opponent, but when you're going against a villain, whatever that villain may be, because we all have villains, we may have villains within us. We may have external villains, okay? But when you're going up against them, if they are, if they're the ultimate predator or the ultimate like just villainous, you're not gonna compete with them if you don't have any monster in you, and they have monster in them. You're not gonna be able to compete. Y'all know I take martial arts. I'm a kickboxer, okay? And I, I haven't been in competition. I don't do competition. You know what I'm saying? So I'm kicking and hitting the bag. You know what I'm saying? I don't do, do competition. I mean, my sensei may pull out, you know, the the, the, the things and have me kick it and, 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 and follow him around and kick it and hit it and all those things. That's one thing. But I, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not a competitor. But, you know, at the same time, I have to have the mentality of a competitor. In order for me to reach any type of goals that I want to reach as a kickboxer. Okay, and it's not just for me to lose weight. That's a, that's one of my goals, and I'm, I'm accomplishing that. Okay, lost 50 pounds so far this year, and maybe a little bit more. And, and and when I gained 10 pounds, my sensei said, "Well, that 10 pounds that you gained, that might be muscle." Okay, because that's what happens at this point. That's okay, cool. But I still keep going because at first I was a little disappointed. I saw the 10 pounds, I was a little disappointed. And I was like, oh, but again, I'm doing all the things that I need to do. I don't stop. I, I stay focused. I stay consistent and I do it with urgency. Okay, so I don't stop. And I have to bring that monster out in me in order to accomplish my goals. And that's all I'm saying to you, beloveds. That's what you have to do. You have to find that monster inside of you. One of the things that that, that John Peterson said that was true. And women, you, the ladies that are listening. You know you lack of yourself a bad boy. Some women be like, nah, that really, you know, yeah, you do. You do. And, and that's one of the things with me and my wife. You know, I, I approached her, you know what I'm saying? She saw that edge in me. Even though I had the nice suit on and all that stuff, I came with an edge. All right? I even approached with an edge. I was trying to be smooth enough. One of the things that she said to her, to her cousin when, when she first met me, and I gave her my... my and the reason why I gave her my business card because I was kind of striking out with her and I was trying to save face around my friends. So I just gave her my business card and just said, you know, call me sometime and walked off so I can look cool. You know what I'm saying? Was surprised as hell when she called me. You understand? But I had that edge to me. One of the first things she said to her cousin, well, oh, I got a call from this guy that, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, music business or something like that, I don't know, producer or something he is, you know. Yeah, but he's like a slickster. Yeah, see, it was that edge. That's, I'm telling you, women dig that edge about a man, okay? But I'm just saying, you got to have a bit of that in you, that controlled monster in you, beloveds. All right? So your homework today, your homework today, all right? I want you to pick, I want you to pick your animal. That's you. 
that's you that 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 would be you and that animal is from this day forward you're going to use that animal to actually build on and build who you are today all right beloveds but i want you to hit me up at grainy125 at gmail.com that's grainy125 at gmail.com all right you hit me up it's g-r-a-i-n-e-y the numbers 125 at gmail.com hit me up and we're going to discuss that all right you want i want you to tell me what animal that's in you that that you know what I'm saying that bring that control monster out in you so you can take the next step to 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 push forward all right beloveds all right, so now going to give me the wrap-up sign right by now. We got to go as all good things come to an end, beloveds. But we can continue on tomorrow. I'm going to have another treat for you. I'm going to come even stronger tomorrow, all right, on the morning coffee. All right, so as we bring this uh, Working Out Wednesday to a close, we're going we're gonna to take our deep breaths, and we're going to say our affirmation protection prayer so we can take on this Working Out Wednesday. All right, so beloveds, breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend it, extend it, extend it. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend it, extend it, extend it. One more time, beloveds. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend it, extend it, extend it. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. It's Workout Wednesday with the motivator, Jazzy G. That is your protection prayer affirmation for the day, beloved. So on this Work It Out Wednesday, you take that with you no matter where you go today. Maybe work, school, or play. That's right, beloved. Remember, I love each and every one of you. It's not a damn thing you can do about it. Don't you touch that down, because coming up next is Raven the Talk Show Maven. All right? Hey! I got to get on out of here. Me and Nelson going to bounce. Love you. Peace.